Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. I am your host, Green Sky, and I'm a clinical social worker. Today's topic is about experiencing complicated or traumatic grief. I decided to do this podcast after reading an Instagram message by Vanessa Bryant regarding the tragic loss of her husband, Kobe, and daughter, Gianna Bryant. In her Instagram message, she stated that she is experiencing normal grief and wanted to share her thoughts about the loss and her feelings about the loss in case there's anyone out there experiencing something similar to her own sense of loss. In taking the spirit of this message, let's discuss the traumatic grief in the four stages of mourning. Complicated or traumatic grief. Bereaved people typically demonstrate symptoms of separation distress when they lose a loved one. That is feelings of yearning for the person and excessive loneliness as a result of the loss. Because the nature of the loss in the case of the Bryant family, it would be considered sudden and unexpected. And this is commonly called traumatic grief. It is typical to have intrusive thoughts about the deceased, feelings of numbness, disbelief about the loss, being stunned or dazed, a fragmented sense of security and trust. And so coupled together, regular bereavement with the addition of traumatic grief, this can last for several years before this family is able to get back to their own sense of normality. So in this sense, people feel and can often demonstrate complete devastation as a result of a traumatic loss that could impair social functioning. So what would be the typical process of the mourning for this Bryant family? The four tasks of mourning helps to create a framework. The first task is to accept the reality of the loss. So accepting the death, the sudden death of the, of the loss is the very first challenge. And in Vanessa Bryant's statement, she says, my brain refuses to accept that both Kobe and Gigi are gone. And it will be a subtle process for her to start to come to terms with the fact that she lost someone very close to her. She may first talk about the deceased person in the first person. And as she begins to accept the loss, she may use past tense to refer to Kobe and Gigi. The family that's left behind now needs to develop a shared sense of reality of the loss. And family members slowly incorporated the deceased person into conversations and their possessions are kept and looked at as a token of who they were. The individual may first link the loss to an object and then use the object as a symbol of the loss or traditional transitional object. And, you know, people tend to use some of these objects as a treasured keepsake. And you could see on Instagram, she had pictures of Kobe Bryant's um, jersey and pictures of her um, daughter's jersey. So that would be something that could be a transitional object as a keepsake. It is important to understand that the acceptance of the death is an ongoing process, not an endpoint. The bereaved will experience the loss of someone level throughout his or her entire life. Survivors of expected death 
may accept the loss sooner than survivors of unexpected death and sudden death, as in the case of the Bryant family. The second process task in mourning is to process the grief and the pain. And this is the most difficult task of mourning, giving yourself time to experience the pain. The individual has progressed through the shock in awe of first learning this unaccepted, un, unexpected loss, and then they start to accept, begin to accept that their loved one is not going to return. And you see this in um, Vanessa's message. She says, why should I be able to wake up another day when my baby girl isn't being able to have the opportunity? I am so mad. She has so much to live. The bereaved is likely faced with expectations from others that they should be over the grief. And, you know, sometimes because it's complicated, it takes a little longer to get over it. Um, so it's important for social workers in this case to help move them through this task of processing the feelings. So it's important that people in these instances aren't isolating themselves from a support system. It's important to provide an environment that allows expression of all the range of emotions that she's feeling and making it a safe place to express the pain. Um, I would hope that she would see a helping professional because this person would help to create an atmosphere that would allow her and her family to express these feelings, feelings of powerlessness, when faced with such unspeakable tragedy and loss. The third, third task of mourning is adjusting to the world without your loved one in it. And to help with this process, it's important to promote the transition to the next stage of individual and family development and help the family reorder itself so that it can be developmentally appropriate. You, there are other children left behind, so it's important to create firm and consistent limits with the children. As this family progresses, and hopefully they see a social worker or some sort of helping professional, they would help them to support them and would be a way for them to validate their feelings as they start looking for the future. And family members may often feel uncomfortable when they start to feel better. And so it's important for the social worker or therapist to help place this transition in the context of the normal phase of the grief process. Finally, in the fourth task, it's important to find a way to maintain a connection with the person who has passed on while also going on with your life. And to help this, sometimes it's important to create a memory book or a persona keepsake. I often invite grieving clients to bring in photos and make a memory book in my office with, with other family members. It's also important to possibly write a goodbye letter to the person. And in this goodbye letter, you might want to state, I am saying goodbye to you and why you're saying goodbye. In the letter, discuss how they feel about saying goodbye. Share a special memory. Reflect on what that person has taught you and what you will always remember about that person as well as what you will miss about them. 
in closing, I just want to say that Vanessa and her family, as well as the other members um, who were affected by the people who died in the tragic um, crash, that what they experienced is indeed tragic. It was unexpected, and it may take a long time before they get to the phase where they're able to maintain a connection with the person and move on with their life where they are able to formally say goodbye. When this occurs, sometimes the bereaved individual may feel pressure from the contacts and also pressure from themselves to get over this death. And this can create a high level of anxiety at a time when the bereaved individuals expect and want to move on with their lives. The bereaved should have the opportunity to work as long as they need to progress through the grief process. This is Green Sky, and thank you for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.